Hi, everybody. As many of you know, I have been away these last couple of weeks. As many of you also know, one of the great passions of my life is to travel. So guess what I've been doing these past two weeks? I have been traveling. My family and I, we got on a plane, we flew across the Atlantic Ocean, and we landed in this wonderful place called Portugal. Has anyone ever been to Portugal? Okay, good. Last service, I was the only one in the room who'd been there. So a couple people might know what I'm talking about. My first time there, and we had a wonderful time. It was amazing. It was incredible. It was, um, the people were nice. The food was pretty good and exotic and kind of delightful. They had dessert. I like dessert. Um, the weather was, was perfect. Every single day was between 78 and 83 degrees. It never rained once, except on the way to the airport, on the way to leave to the airport. My youngest daughter, who's four years old, she speculated, Portugal is crying because we're leaving. <laughs> beaches were beautiful, and there's cliffs on the beaches. The water was clear, the water was blue. Everything was almost perfect. I would give it 9.5 out of 10. And the reason I would take off half a point is because the coffee was terrible. <laughs> and, and I can't have that. If you're going to go on vacation and travel, and wake, you have to wake up. And you have to have you know, delightful, delicious coffee, and it just wasn't there. Thank God for American coffee. Amen? Amen. All right. And it was so great. And the reason I love to travel is because the world is such a big place. There's always more to see. There's always more to do. There's always more to experience. The world is full of so many unexplored corners just waiting to be found. And I love the process of finding them. The world is bigger than you know, and when you travel, I believe it broadens your perspective in a way that's very, very important. I think a lot of us, we tend to put the world in a box, and this is what it is, and this is what life is, and, and you go, and that kind of all shatters in a good way. So I like traveling because of that, but I also like traveling because when you travel, it helps you appreciate everything that you have here. And brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, make no mistake, I am so glad to be back. Because God has blessed my life, the life of my family, so profoundly and so abundantly. And it's good to be here with you today to talk about Jesus. Because we believe that Jesus is everything. But I'm looking forward to taking another trip. And I know a lot of you are looking forward to me taking another trip. <laughs> because again, the world is just, it's bigger than we know. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about things that are bigger than we know. Because this very much is the topic of our reading for today from Ephesians. St. Paul writes this letter to the church in Ephesus, and he talks about something that's so much bigger than the world. So much bigger than our human ability to comprehend or understand or articulate or describe. 
What's he talking about? Who said God? Amen. You're the only person. This is the fourth service. You're the only person to get it right. And we're in church. God. But specifically, the love of God. The love of God is bigger than what we know. The love of God is bigger than what we can ever know. At least on this side of eternity. It's beyond human comprehension. It's beyond my ability to describe. It's bigger than death. Because, my friends, human beings have tried to kill it. We've tried to bury it. We've tried to forget about it. But the love of God rises again. The love of God lives forever. And you can't begin to understand the height, the depth, the width of the love of God. Because you and I, we're human beings. I want you to think about all the people in your life that you love. How many people is it? Three, four, six, ten, twelve, thirty, seventy-six. Now think about the love that you have for them. I think about all the people in my life that I love. I love a lot of people in my life. I'm very blessed, as I said. But the love that I have for them has been very flawed. I've made mistakes. I've done things I wish I hadn't done. I've said things I wish I hadn't said. There were a lot of things I would take back. That's human love. As we think about our own experience with love, that's probably similar to your, essentially identical to your story as well. But the love of God is flawless. It's perfect. The love of God is universal. And what I mean is God loves everyone. Everyone who has ever lived, everyone living right now, everyone who will ever live. That's the size of God's love, and I can't put my brain around that. I don't love everybody. There's people I don't even like. But that's not life in the kingdom of God. And the love of God is forever. You all know what I mean when I say forever, right? You all know what that word means. What does forever mean? Never ending. Always. Infinite. Yeah, I can define it in dictionary terms. But do I know what forever is? And the truth is I don't. Because I have no frame of reference. I've never seen, I've never touched, I've never experienced anything that's forever, have I? Have any of us? Everything we have in our lives, it's, it's finite. It changes, it fades, it diminishes, it stops. Even the things that seem like they're always going to be there, they're not. I'm standing on the earth right now. Is the earth always going to be here? No. Because the earth is reliant on a star, a star we know as the sun. And the Bible tells us that the heavens and the earth will pass away. Science verifies this, right? The sun is a star. Stars don't last forever. Stars eventually burn out. What happens when that star burns out? I hope I'm not around. What is forever? It's a nebulous concept. It's something I can define, but something I just don't really know what it is. It's beyond my grasp, beyond my ability to articulate, beyond my ability to understand. Except for one thing. 
You know what that one thing is? The love of God. The love of God is the one thing and the only thing that lasts forever. And brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, God unleashed the fullness of His love, His never-ending, indescribable, indecipherable, beyond our comprehension love, when He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into this world. Jesus came here. He stood on this finite earth. The infinite God stood on the finite because He was on a mission. His mission was simple. You know the mission. It was to love. To unleash the fullness of His love on all of us. To love every single human being. And Jesus Christ stood on this earth. He opened his arms in love to all people. And Jesus famously said, Come to me all who are weary, all who are burdened, and I will give you rest. And human beings, we saw that invitation to receive the love of God. We saw Jesus open arms. And what did we do? We nailed those open arms to a cross. Because that's the thing about human beings. Whether it's today, whether it's 50 years ago, whether it's 100 years ago, 1,000 years ago, pick the epoch from history you want. It doesn't matter. The story is always the same. Human beings will always choose hate over love. We saw love personified. It was staring us in the face. It was walking on this earth. And we killed it. We nailed it to a cross. The personification of love became the personification of injustice. Because Jesus was innocent. He was righteous. He was completely and wholly good. And he died for it. Tell me the world's not a mess. Tell me the world's not twisted upside down. Of course it is. And it stands to reason this world is finite. But brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, the cross is for us the ultimate symbol of love. The cross reveals the fullness, the height, the width, the depth, of the love that God has for us because the cross was the plan all along. The cross was the goal all along. Jesus opened his arms and embraced death. He wanted to die. He wanted to die so that your sin would die. He wanted to die so that death would die. He wanted to die so that you would never die. He wanted to die to give you this reality that seems so far beyond our comprehension that we can't even begin to wrap our brains around to give you forever. The love of God is forever. And make no mistake, Jesus loved you so much, he couldn't stand the thought of being apart from you. He came out of his own tomb. The one who was dead rose again to live forever, to bring that love into your life every single moment of every single day. And that's why I say to you, there is no place like this. There is no existence like existence in the kingdom of God where God showers his indescribable, beyond comprehension blessings on all of us every single day. The fullness of God's love is ours. The fullness of God's love is Jacob's. You saw it happen today. I saw it happen today. Jesus, his life, His death, his resurrection, his merits, his goodness, his everything became his. Not just for five years, 
or 85 years, not just for a thousand years, forever. Forever. What a word, what a concept. We eat and drink forever again today. The culmination of our time together. The best part of my week every single week. The body and blood of Jesus Christ forever is ours. How's the sermon going? I feel like I tanked it. Because the truth is, how do I describe these things? How do I put into words everything that God is? How do we put into words, how do we understand everything that God is? We can't. We can describe the greatest gifts that God gives us, the gifts that God gives us, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of hope, the gift of everlasting life. But when we talk about God, we're talking about one who we read today is able to do far more abundantly than all that we think or all that we ask. All these good things, all these divine blessings we celebrate every single day as the people of God, that we share in this place every single weekend as the people of God, it is the tip of the iceberg. God is able to do far more abundantly than we think or we ask. Brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, all of us, we come to situations in life that seem hopeless, that seem irreparable, that seem broken. In terms of health, in terms of relationships, in terms of work, in terms of school, in terms of social, whatever it is. I found myself there. I bet you found yourself there too. I can't fix this. This is broken. This is hopeless. Garbage. You pray to a God who forgives your sins. You pray to a God who, has taken, who takes mortals and makes them immortal through water. You pray to a God who has given you forever. There's no such thing as hopeless in the kingdom of God. Brothers and sisters, friends in Christ, we live with hope every single day. You pray to a God who can move mountains. You pray to a God who can do everything. Live with hope. I'm not saying things are always going to work out how you want. They're not. They don't. But you get to live with hope. That's one of the great things about life in the kingdom of God. There are so many great things about life in the kingdom of God. But we get to live with the hope of all hopes, the hope of resurrection, the hope of life everlasting. Hope is what defines us. Let hope define you. Every single day, every single situation you come to, never live without hope. And share that hope with everyone you encounter. The hope of Jesus. A hope beyond the height and the width, the depth of what we can describe, of what we can fathom, of what we can see. But we'll see it one day. And that day is coming soon. In Jesus' name, for Jesus' sake.